0: You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Wow, I really leaned into that mic and scared myself a little (laughs) bit. What's going on, everybody? I'm ready for the show. I just had a whole coffee, which I normally don't do in the evening, but I figured, why not?
1: I've had two full, big coffees today. I've been
0: trying to cut back on coffee, but... I just figured it's not worth it.
1: I feel like I'm underwater if I don't have coffee. Yeah, in like the my day, brain so. doesn't
0: work, like it just doesn't function.
1: Life is too hard without it.
0: Exactly. Like I know they say caffeine's like a drug and like it's not good for you. And I'm just like, don't talk to there me. Are exactly, there are right? worse like things. Exactly, right? Like I could be doing cocaine. Like let's get <laughs> like I'll stick with coffee.
1: Lesser lesser form.
0: Yes. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hashtag No Filter. Um, I know we jumped right into it, but let me let me introduce our lovely guest today. She's a stunning, talented singer-songwriter from Chicago. Her brand of indie rock will stop you in your tracks, and she has certainly amplified her sound in her upcoming EP, Joshua. Please welcome Leah Capel.
1: Hello, everybody. This is my first podcast, so it's cool to be on the airwaves <laughs> in this way.
0: Yay. I'm so glad this is your. You you get to pop your cherry on no filter. I know
1: I'm a podcast virgin, so
0: not anymore.
1: Not anymore. That's true. Now you're going to be a pro by the the end of it. (laughs) Mm.
0: So you have this awesome new track that I'm going to play for everybody right now. It's called Joshua. Let's let's play this track.
2: Nothing but stardust not quite runaways but suffering from want and lust
0: That was a fun track. Thank you. And that's Joshua by Leah Capel. So what? What? Tell me about this song. What inspired you to write it? Is it? It's obviously about a boy, right? It's
1: actually not about a boy. It's not about
0: a boy. Oh no.
1: It's okay though. Uh, this song, you know, was the riff. movie
0: Troy. Mm-hmm. I thought it was about a guy named Troy. Oh. Honey. So I'm obviously not not honey. very good at that kind of stuff.
1: Well, like <laughs> Troy, uh, this song is also about a place. Yes,
0: Joshua Tree, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. it was
1: inspired by Joshua Tree right when I moved out to California in 2014. It was kind of a hard adjustment going from living in Chicago and then living in Boston to moving out here. And I had a few friends who went to USC, so we kind of planned a little camping trip and went out to Joshua Tree. And it was the first time I'd done something like that in a while. And it was just so amazing. And it was such a fun experience and really meant a lot to me Mm -hmm. but i didn't have the words to write a song about it for over a year and then uh the drummer in my band Haley, and i sat down one day and we just started playing and like all of a sudden this song just came out of us and uh it was really natural the way that it came together but it was about a trip that had happened um in late 2014 and the song wasn't written until uh last year
0: have you always wanted to pursue music
1: yes Okay, so yes. this is
0: something where you, is it one of those, like, I was two years old and I was singing on the, on the <laughs> dining room table, putting on shows for my family.
1: Yeah, it's that old tale, but it's true. I started piano lessons when I was five and singing lessons when I was 10 and then guitar and then just kind of snowballed uh, throughout my whole life. It's been the main thing that I've ever done um, and all I ever want to do. So uh-huh. uh, that's been really great to be able to... Do that without a lot of restrictions on me. You know, there are a lot of musicians who don't have the opportunity to pursue music either because of their families or because of whatever reason, so I've been really fortunate in being able to pursue this dream full time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so how did, so you started in Chicago, Mm -hmm. and then you went to Boston, and then you came out here to LA, why Boston, and then what made you decide on LA?
1: Well, I went to Berklee College of Music for a year. Okay. And then I got some opportunities out here to work with my producer, Jeff Bova, to work with my vocal coach, Jonathan Baker, and a few other people, and I sort of decided in that moment that college would always be there for me I wanted to go back and that the opportunities to pursue my career might not always be there. Right. So I just kind of took a leap of faith and uh, dropped out of college and moved to California all by myself when I was 19. And that was pretty crazy. Uh, But I've been here for a few years now, and I definitely think that was the right call.
0: How did you know it was the right call? Like, what was that moment for you that was like, okay— it's time for me to really pursue what I want because at this time, maybe college isn't the thing for me. Like, talk me through that decision process.
1: Well, the decision, it felt difficult at the time. But yeah. after I made the decision, I i just kind of felt in my gut that, like, this was the thing for me to do. Right. I don't really know how to describe it except for really thinking about the scope of my life and being 18 and 19 and being like, okay, I'm in college for music. This is my dream school. Like I've always wanted to do this. But the whole reason that I've always wanted to do this is because I've always actually wanted to be a professional musician. And since some opportunities were presented to me that seemed like they would further me in that direction, instead Mm -hmm. of staying in school to study music, oh, I'm sorry, to study music and become a better musician, I was having opportunities to actually like be in the field and recording and like getting my music out there and that seemed like the better choice for me, and I don't regret it at all. I do really miss Berkeley, and I made a lot of great friends there, and I loved being in Boston, and I loved being constantly surrounded by other creative, like-minded people, Mm -hmm. but um, I'm really happy with the journey that I've been having here, and though it can be hard sometimes, and there's a lot of competition, I still think it was worthwhile.
0: Yeah, so what, I think that's great, and I think that's (laughs) such a, it's something that so many, I think people in that transition of entering college and are in that early twenty mindset are, are, are struggling with you know whether or not school is the decision for them. And ultimately, you decided it was time to to take a different path. Is school something you're still looking at doing maybe down the line, or?
1: Yeah, I've actually just started going back to school part time. I go to USC now, so I transferred into USC this semester. I go twice a week um it'll take me a little while to graduate but that's okay because yeah. i want to be focusing on my career that's but cool. i also want to focus on my education now that i've sort of i dove in head first for two years and was just right. doing music full time and i i don't want to put the rest of my life on hold while i'm waiting for my career to really take off in the way that i hope it will right so i'm just kind of doing everything at the same time now but um i'll be studying music industry at usc so kind of getting the other side of the industry in addition to the performance and songwriting that I do on my own.
0: Yeah, I remember when I made the decision to focus on my career and kind of take a break from from college, and I, I realized I was kind of there for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. It was more of just because this is what I'm supposed to do, and this is where I'm supposed to be. And I, you know, ultimately kind of made that decision to kind of just see, you know, to pursue my own dream and to, to kind of see where that took me.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I would recommend to anybody um to take a gap year whether it's right out of high school or you go to college for a year and then take a gap year there's so much value i mean i learned so much a about myself b about being an adult really because you go to college and yeah you're on your own for the first time for many people but it's still not you're still not like living an adult life really it's kind of a dream world and right and so taking a gap year and like either traveling or working or doing something that you're never going to have an opportunity to do again right um was just really phenomenal and i took two gap years (laughs) technically but um i think it was really valuable and i learned so much and i've grown up so much in the time that i was away from the college environment that now i'm back in college and like it's a completely different world for me um so i'd recommend taking a gap year to anybody who is interested in that sort of thing i liked it
0: how do you like la versus chicago
1: Mm, well, this time of year, I way prefer Chicago <laughs> because I love the fall. Okay. I love the cold air, the fact that it was cloudy and cold Doesn't today. It so cold! I was out there, wearing though. a scarf and a jacket, and I was like, "Oh God, this feels so good." <laughs> to Be kind of cold because it's always so hot here. I know. Um, I miss the colors changing. I miss the snow.
0: You miss seasons.
1: I miss seasons. Yeah. Um, there are pros and cons of both cities. I mean, I spent eighteen years in Chicago, so. I'm a little bit more partial to there because that's right. where I grew up. Like, all my roots are there. But there are a lot of things that I really love about L.A. that you just don't have in Chicago. So I think there are benefits of living anywhere. Um, How
0: do you like the contrast between the two cities? Because I feel like Chicago's a real city. And I love going to downtown Chicago yeah. and just, like, it, experiencing it. And the energy yeah. is so much different, whereas L.A. I don't think is, like, a real it's a city. sprawl. It's a yeah. sprawl. Everything's here and there and like, like downtown is nothing. Like it's yeah. awful.
1: <laughs> yeah. I would definitely say I, I plan to live in downtown Chicago at some point in my life because yes. I grew up in the suburbs, so I never was like immersed downtown. Uh-huh. But it's a totally different feel. I mean, I'm living in Boston. Boston is a completely different feel, too. I right. mean, I think Chicago has a lot more prominent um like centralized nightlife like what you were saying like right. going downtown and that's like such a thing and there's all the fancy restaurants and stuff whereas LA it's like you can't really just take a train downtown and go exploring right. and like do your thing and then come home safely. It's like here, you have to Uber everywhere. Or yeah. You have to have a DD or you have to. Um, exactly. You have to be a lot more aware of what your plans are going to be if you're trying to go out. Like, you can't go to a bar in Silver Lake and then go downtown and then go up to the valley. And like, you can't really hop right. around like that. Whereas in Chicago, it's a lot more. The train system is really great and um, everything's a lot more localized, I feel like. But. I don't know everyone has different preferences so
0: do you feel like the contrast in the three different cities kind of helped you um m- musically kind of seasoned you
1: yeah yeah I mean moving for me was a huge moving both times was a huge experience like when I when I moved to Boston and went to Berkeley I wrote like a whole catalog of music it was just like so many new experiences and like stimuli and people and and emotions and all of that stuff that I felt from moving away from home for the first time. And then after being there for a year and moving to L.A., that was a completely different experience because I wasn't um, moving to a place where I automatically had people around me. Mm -hmm. I moved to a city by myself. So that was a really big change, too. And, like, the feel of the cities are totally different. So it's definitely been an evolution. Like, for a really basic example, when I moved to Boston, I wrote... Like, the catalog of music that I wrote were basically all piano songs. Okay. Because... Uh, all the practice rooms at Berkeley had pianos, so I was constantly around pianos. Whereas now, most of the music that I'm writing is on guitar or electric guitar and stuff like that, just because right. I'm not constantly surrounded by grand pianos that I can just sit yeah. down and play. So, just like my environment has really influenced the music that I've written, and obviously the subject matter, I would never would have written Joshua if I hadn't moved to LA. So,
0: <laughs> so do you feel like um, the traveling helped? gave you a, a greater advantage than somebody that would, like, grow up in in L.A.?
1: Yeah, I think it's really, really important to live different places in your life. Like, I'm not going to live in L.A. forever. I, right. I can already tell you that. I want to live in different cities all over the world if I can. So if you grow up here, um, I feel that the people that I've met who've grown up here just have a kind of, different view of the world than if you grew up in a different city because LA is very self-inflated. I don't want to be rude to anybody who's from LA but I'm from um, LA
0: and I can say we're awful people
1: (laughs) I don't mean it like that no no I'm
0: saying it we are awful we are pretentious we are asshole drivers we are awful that's
1: definitely true but it's just it's just a different world that you grow up when you grow up in a place like this as opposed to some place like the Midwest which is just really down to earth really like you're friends with all your neighbors and, like, you go to the local bar and you eat chicken nuggets and, like, yeah. it's just a totally different local environment than growing up here where everything's a competition with everybody right. else. And everyone's like, you know, who's more wealthy, who's prettier, who's, like, more famous, who's right. whatever. Um, so I think if you grow up here, it's going to have a totally different influence. And also I feel like a lot of the beachy music comes from here because you grow up in like the surf right like you grow up going to the beach you go up. you grow up with all the surfers and and that kind of like 60s surf music has a lot of influence out here for the bands that i've met that are from here um whereas it's a lot more folk heavy and blues heavy where i'm from
0: so was your trip how long ago was your trip to joshua
1: october of 2014
0: Okay, so almost so what? And the song
1: and this song is being officially released on October thirty first of this year.
0: Oh wow! Oh, so it's not officially out yet.
1: No, it's being released through the orchard on Halloween.
0: Oh, nice. The music
1: video came out um, a month ago, something like that. The music video was released, but the track isn't on iTunes or Spotify yet. It will be released on Halloween.
0: Oh, nice. So
1: it's been a journey, two year journey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So what was that trip like? Because I've never been, but I hear it's very. Um, just personally transformative for people?
1: It's kind of otherworldly, to be honest. Okay. My friends and I went on this hike, a sunset hike, and you get to the top of this mountain, and you literally feel like you're on Mars. Okay. You look around. It's just barren red, rocky desert, and you're like, oh, my God, how is this... How is this here? It's not like Grand Canyon, where you know that it's this big, crazy canyon that you're anticipating to see. It's like, we just went on this hike, and it just was so beautiful, and the sunset set right through these mountains, and everything was red, and... Uh, And then we just did a bunch of hikes, and we found this little oasis in the middle of the desert, and there are all these huge boulders and rock formations that you can climb, and the cacti are everywhere, and it also feels like you're on an alien planet because it's only cacti. Like, that's the only um, fauna that's out there. So, and it's just really beautiful. Like, it's so unpopulated that at night, the sky is just like a blanket of stars that, like, cliche, but it's really what it's like. And it was just really Really great to have to feel like I had people out here, even though I moved out here knowing very, very few people. Mm -hmm. So that was just really important for me to have to feel like I had a little circle. Um, But yeah, the trip was amazing. Uh, You need to go, it's not that far. It's like a (laughs) three hour drive in no traffic and just go camping. It costs 15 bucks a night, get a tent, and just do it and just hike around. It's so much fun.
0: So, what made you decide to release the song now, two years later, after?
1: Well, the song wasn't written until February of 2015. Okay. So, Or no, February of 2016. Interesting. I don't remember when I wrote this song. I think <laughs> it was this year. It must have been this year. I think I wrote it this February. So it wasn't recorded until recently. Okay. I've been working on this EP since last October. Okay. So yes, it was written this February. Time is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I didn't write it until now. And then... Um, the recording process has just been long. I just keep writing new material and we're trying to figure out what's the strongest material to put out. And when we wrote this, I had a completely different catalog that we were releasing. And then we wrote this and we're like, okay, we need to add this to the EP. And then that's just kind of been continuing to happen. So. Right now, we're just releasing them as singles, the songs that I know are really strong that I want to share with the world. And so this was just kind of the headlining track of everything that I've recorded over the last year and uh, put down with my band. And so we just felt that this was something that a lot of people could relate to, like feeling free, going on adventures, like just getting out of the city, stuff like that, and that it was a powerful song for people. Um, So, yeah, I'm really excited that it's finally out in the world. (laughs) It's been such a long process.
0: So what's one word that you, you would use to describe this new EP? Formative. Okay.
1: And I say that because my first EP was a completely different feels like a different me. Okay. Um all the songs that are on the first EP were written in high school and when I was at Berkeley. So as I said, it's a lot more piano heavy and um that's a lot more introspective project whereas this project is more um I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I finally found my sound. I found yeah. the the niche that I can really thrive in. Yeah. Um whereas before I was a little bit more not confining to a genre whereas now i'm still not confining to a genre because i wouldn't exactly know how to describe the music i'm making but i feel that it's a lot more cohesive and like my identity is a lot more solid now and i feel really really good about that
0: is there a genre that you relate to the most
1: i would say um like alternative rock with folk and pop influences um Kind of like I don't know if you've ever listened to Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. Yes. Um, kind of like her and Sarah Bareilles mixed with like old school Fleetwood Mac. Ah,
0: that's so a fun vibe. Yeah,
1: so it's kind of like I mean you heard that song. It's right. kind of like that. Yeah. Um, that's pretty representative of the of the vibe.
0: Nice. We're going for. <laughs> so talk to me about Jeff Bova. Jeff that must have been exciting for you.
1: Jeff Bova is an angel. Um, I mean,
0: he's worked with, like, Celine Dion, Blondie, Meatloaf, like, some pretty big hitters.
1: Yeah, he won a Grammy for Celine Dion's album of the year in 95, I think. The year that I was born. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, he is honestly the reason that I moved to this city. I remember... um, I had a meeting set up with him, and I was so nervous. I wore this fancy dress and heels. Like, I didn't know what I was getting into. And, like, he's just so casual. He was wearing, like, cargo pants, like, camo cargo pants and a hoodie sweatshirt. (laughs) And I was just so nervous to meet him. And we just had such a great initial meeting. Like, I felt so connected to him and so just on the same wavelength.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: when he said that he was interested in working with me, I just was so excited like i screamed in the parking lot kind of excited and um we just have a really great working relationship like he can kind of read my mind like he knows the sound that i'm going for um we have a lot of fun in the studio together i like to do a lot of vocal harmonizing and arranging so Mm -hmm. just kind of playing around for hours with harmonies and like stacking myself a billion times and seeing how it sounds and changing the the chords and like reharming stuff and um we're just really on the same page, and he's a really, really talented and really kind-hearted man, and I'm very lucky to work with him. <sighs> he's, <laughs> he's healing right now. from He just had surgery, so he's been healing for the last month, but when he's fully healed, we're going to be going back into the studio in January.
0: Nice. Some
1: new music I wrote. <laughs> nice. <Again. laughs> and yeah. so
0: you have some shows coming up? hmm Talk to me. Where should I go this this winter and fall?
1: I have a big show at Hotel Cafe in Hollywood on November 17th. It's a fun spot. That's my favorite place to play. So um, I'm playing there November 17th at 930. It'll be my full band show. Um, The last time we played there was August, so it'll be really fun. We'll hopefully be debuting a couple new songs I just wrote. Um, That's the main one. I am playing a Halloween party that I'm actually hosting. (laughs) So my band is playing a Halloween party in Hollywood also. Um, but that's a private event, so okay. Sorry, guys, (laughs) but you can definitely come to the hotel cafe show. It is twenty one plus, though. Okay. So make sure to get your fake ID. But yeah, it would be really cool to see you there and all of your friends.
0: Yes, awesome. I have. I don't need a fake ID anymore. Oh. I remember when I did. Yeah. um, My mom was actually more uh adamant about getting it for me than i was
1: i had the exact same experience i remember being in nashville and being 17 and my mom being like so do you have a fake id and i was like no and she was like oh we gotta get you one of those right like (laughs) she was like i'll try to get you margarita but i can't promise anything
0: It's like maybe you should have had me a little earlier i don't know what you're doing with your time
1: yeah seriously (laughs)
0: <laughs> so what advice do you have to somebody that's maybe not in this town yet but is out in a suburb that wants to pursue music or even that is here in LA? Mm-hmm. What advice do you have, you know, to somebody that's maybe still in high school that wants to pursue, you know, they're they're a little conflicted obviously. Mm-hmm. Entertainment is not the easiest inter- is not the easiest industry to to right. break into. So what advice do you have to them?
1: I would tell them what I literally just told my younger sister last week. Okay, uh, My younger sister's an actress, and she didn't get into a play that she really wanted to get into. Okay. And I was like, honey, baby, <laughs> you have to put in the work. Like, if you want to be an actress or if you want to be a musician, it's not just going to come to you doesn't matter if you have raw talent which you know if you're trying to do it you probably do have talent people have probably told you throughout your life that you can do this right and a get a team of people around you who support you and b work your cute little butt off because it is not just gonna happen to you you have to like grind every day you have to do your scales if you're a musician you have to do your scales you have to practice and I'm not great at that. Like, I have a lot of self-discipline problems and, like, I have to really be in my head, like, homework. Like, if you want to be great, you have to put in the work. Right. Um, And when you do, you know, great things will happen to you and you'll get to reap the rewards of all of the cool stuff that you did. Um, But... A lot of people out here say like it's all about who you know, which is true. Yeah. I mean I'm not going to lie and say that connections don't matter because they truly right. do. But the but connections only working. matter but yeah, the connections only matter if you actually have something really amazing to offer. Right. So I would just I would just work for it. If it's something that you want, you just have to work for it. Yeah, and your
0: your ethic, your work ethic is what's gonna really carry yeah. you. You know, Even
1: if you're not the best actress, but you have the best work ethic yeah. out of all of your competitors, like yeah. they're going to hire you because they know that you're going to put in the work to be the best that you can be. Yeah. As opposed to someone who's maybe just raw talent, um, but like doesn't memorize all the lines or yeah. doesn't you doesn't know care. stuff like that. It's
0: not. Yeah, they're not as driven. You know, if you're going to be out there playing all the you know bar clubs and shows and you know starting really making those contacts and putting yourself out there and networking and marketing yourself and sometimes your team is going to be you yeah like that's going to be you're going to be there you're not going to have a whole team of supporters around you you're going to build those over the years and sometimes you have to be your big or not even sometimes you have to be your biggest advocate
1: yeah and the other thing that i would say is it's inevitable that you're going to get down on yourself right that's a natural part of the process but don't be so down on yourself that you feel like giving up. Because if yeah. you are really driven to do something, it can be equally as difficult to overcome that. Right. And again, like I have problems with that. Like I I'll sit down to practice and I'll get discouraged and then I just won't practice because I'm like, oh my God, I'm terrible at this instrument. What am I doing? You know, blah, 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 I'm being all down on myself. But then the next day I'm like, okay, lesson learned. I have to change the way that I'm practicing or I have to change the way that I'm writing or whatever so that I can overcome that. Because once you can overcome your self doubt, it's just gonna be so much easier. But the self-doubt can also fuel, um, fuel that energy right. and fuel that determination. And like if you're a songwriter, fuel material. But don't let it get so much to you that, that you would feel like giving up because you should never give up on your dreams.
0: Absolutely. Now, if you could go back right before you made your trip out to L.A., mm-hmm. right when you were just thinking about moving and maybe there was a, a little uncertainty mm-hmm. and you know, you didn't know what was going to happen, what would you go back and tell yourself? what advice would you give yourself or what words of wisdom would you give yourself?
1: That it's only going to happen if I go for it, which is what I told myself then. But I tell myself that again, that, um, I, the hardest part about leaving Berkeley for me was leaving my friends. I made a huge group of really, really close friends, and it was heartbreaking to leave them after a year when I had had my heart set on being there for four years. Like I had already declared my double major. I had already signed up to be a peer advisor. I had already been accepted to do the study abroad program in Valencia, Spain. Like I already had my whole college set up for me, and then uh, all these people around me that were really supportive, and I was like, my career's not going to happen if I don't go for it. Right. And uh, in those moments of wavering, I just, I would remind myself that. And I'm doing it now. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> my best. So, you and know. And that's all we
0: can do. Yeah. So have you have you found yourself now caught up in the whole LA culture of green, drinking green juice? And no. Ha- no, no,
1: not yet. No, the most LA, LA thing the most LA thing that I do is yoga. I guess like okay. everyone, all everyone out here does yoga, but I do yoga. Um, I actually work at the yoga studio so that I can get almost ah, almost free yoga. That's the way you got to
0: do it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So I I do yoga as my main form of exercise. I still eat pizza. Um, I still like to drink. Beer. Is it gluten free? No, it's covered in cheese <laughs> and pepperoni. Um, No, I haven't really gotten swept up in the LA culture. Like I was walking or I was driving home from work and I saw a big group of women, like maybe five or six women that were all wearing the exact same outfit. They were all wearing like yeah. the tight bodycon dresses, the faux leather baseball cap, and then like like little booty heels. And I was like, I would never wear that outfit. Like that's such an (laughs) LA outfit. Like so many, and it looks great on them. Like they all looked amazing, but they were all wearing the same outfit. And I was like, this, they just look like the
0: Kardashians. No, it's funny. I remember I went to my first SoulCycle class Mm -hmm. and everybody in there was wearing all Lululemon. All Lululemon, of course. Yeah, it was all Lululemon. Like, it was, like, naughty. Like, it was rehearsed. Yeah. Like, everybody was religiously wearing Lululemon. The so only
1: Lululemon I have is because I bought it on sale <laughs> <laughs> at the yoga studio that I work at so that I can afford to go to yoga. Yeah,
0: after that, I literally went to Lululemon and bought myself an outfit. Yeah. So the next time I go to SoulCycle, I can blend in.
1: Well, SoulCy- isn't SoulCycle it? a cult?
0: It totally is a cult. It's, like, a little bit of a cult, like right? Insane. like, there are,
1: like, SNL sketches about it. I'm oh, yeah. sure.
0: No, it's it's a total cult
1: I've never been spinning I don't know if I can handle <laughs> it it's like a lot of cardio <laughs> it might be a little hard
0: right it's actually not as intense as I thought it was gonna be it's, well maybe it's you're really more the... fit than
1: you thought No, you it's really
0: just the idea of going to SoulCycle it's not even that it's that... all a mental game oh yeah totally and for show mm. well thank you so much Leah
1: thank you Zach this has been so much fun I
0: know we just gabbed all all the whole half hour Um, everybody needs to go and check out and actually download Joshua October 31st and come to Leah's show where, give us the details again.
1: Hotel Cafe. Hotel Cafe. November 17th.
0: November 17th.
1: 9.30 PM. Bring your ID real or fake.
0: (laughs) Yes. And download Joshua. It's coming out, everybody.
1: Yes. October 31st. If you liked what you heard, you can hear the rest of the song on the music video, uh, which is out now on YouTube called Joshua. Leah Capel.
0: And where can people find you on social media?
1: You can find me at my website, leacapelle.com, Facebook, uh, Leah Capel Music, and then Instagram and Twitter are at Leah Capel.
0: Thank you guys for listening to Hashtag NoFilter. Thank you, Leah. Thank you. fun. Everybody needs to go and check out her music, follow her on social media, come to her next show. Subscribe to Hashtag No Filter. Listen to me every week. Give me your validation because <laughs> God knows I need it. <laughs> Don't forget to follow me at Just Plain Zach across all social media platforms. And tune in next Wednesday to an all new episode of Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me. Bye.